after all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and award show podcast by your two neighborhood friendly film buffs. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt Trinity. And together we are the one. (laughs) (laughs) And each week, Matt, (laughs) do not apologize. (laughs) I mean, each week we get stupider and stupider with our introductions. So it's it's part of our charm. But if you are joining us for the first time and haven't heard our stupidity yet, <laughs> welcome. We're very glad to have you. And to just roll out the red carpet for you all and the step and repeat banner for our feature film of the week. And this week, our movie is The Matrix Resurrections. <sighs> Yes, it is back in theaters after nearly 20 years. I know. It's been an interesting couple of weeks celebrating movies that have been out for two decades. Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, definitely. Getting that 2000s nostalgia vibe. I don't think they planned for it that way, but it just kind of happened. I know. I think The Matrix and Spider-Man. Matrix was 2000, Spider-Man was 2002. Matrix was 2003, the second and third one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. kind of like... And we're getting Lord of the Rings next year. <laughs> I know. It's, I guess we've moved on from 90s nostalgia. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> I'm all about the 2000s nostalgia. I love it. I know. I'm just sick of 90s nostalgia in general. I know. I Because I wasn't some... like really old enough to like appreciate a whole lot of stuff that like people love in the 90s. Well, I mean, I even like 90s stuff. It just is so never, it's never ending. It's never and, ending. Yeah. And I'm just like, we we get it. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only so much Alanis Morissette I can listen to. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, oh, I'm just gonna go on my quick nostalgia rant. Uh, I it's not that I hate nostalgia. It's just that so much of it is empty in a sort of way that it's you're doing nothing but yearning for a past that is past <laughs> and yeah. doesn't actually make any sort of case for why it why you're doing it right now Uh, luckily the you know uh, the early 2000s nostalgia between this and um spider-man no way home and pen 15 which is another one i think are a little bit better (laughs) in the sense that they actually have a little bit more things to say yeah yeah i agree with you the 90s nostalgia just I, i don't know if it feels empty just from like our perspective just because we were so young, but the 2000s nostalgia, it's like something I remember. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think, I just think we're tapped out of 90s nostalgia. We've, yeah. We've hit our threshold of how much we can take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think all these people just want is like a time machine just to go back and relive the, good old, the glory days. Yeah. I guess that's what nostalgia is. <laughs> I'd like to experience the 90s as like an older adult. That'd yeah. be an interesting concept for a movie. Like, what decade would you want to experience as an adult? I mean, yeah. isn't that like, every time travel movie ever yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> so or like what decade would you want to experience as a child um oh yeah, yeah that would be cool that would be a different one mm. so there there um, you go studio execs you got it here 
Yes, I want my credit. <laughs> Matt's writing the screenplay. I know. Like, because I just like, because I see all these videos, like, now that it's, it's Christmas time, and I see all these videos of, like, kids opening, like, their presents on Christmas morning, like, in, like, the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. It's like, oh, God, I miss, like, like that, like, euphoria you got when, like, you open, like, and you got, like, your Sega Genesis or N64. Like, how Nintendo! Awesome <laughs> yeah, so. Um, like, that was just, like, so awesome. Like, didn't care like about anything else in the world. Um, it's just like your whole world was just like opening those gifts on Christmas morning. And if you're lucky enough, um, I shouldn't say like every kid had the opportunity, but uh, it was, yeah, it was just it, to experience, like have those experiences as a kid. Like, I just wouldn't even know, like, you know, what kids like in the eighties would be like on Christmas morning, like what toys were awesome then. Like, <laughs> I guess like Furby or whatever, um, or Cabbage Patch Kids. But yeah, like just like experience like that as a kid. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. But. I know. Yeah. Now, because at least the way my family <laughs> celebrates, we have a big Christmas Eve party. And so now as an adult, that means I get to drink <laughs> at <Yeah>. the Christmas <laughs> Eve party. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. <laughs> I Well, it's so funny now because I mean, in a normal non-pandemic year, yeah. uh, it would be, it would mean as an adult on Christmas morning, you know, you're kind of just hungover and yeah. just want to kind of get it over with. <laughs> Whereas it's such a contrast to a kid <laughs> when you're just like so excited for, mm-hmm. for yeah. everything. And yeah, you, you really see the difference now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the joy, the magic of childhood. I still love Christmas. I don't want to make it sound like a, <laughs> like I'm a Grinch, yeah. but it's, I, I, I'm definitely of the opinion now that like can't this wait till like noon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and especially if you have a ton of kids in your room, like, oh my god, yeah. All up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um I'm I'm kind of turning into a grinch the older I get. I'm like, ugh, like Christmas is gonna be such a chore. It's like, oh. Um, but that's a whole diatribe for another time. Well, this is actually a good transition into uh, our first segment, which I'm just going to volunteer myself to go first or Do it. Have, have you ask me because uh, what I am watching this week is very Christmas themed. Oh, well, I guess I should ask you the question then. Uh, Andrew, what are you watching? I have been watching a ton of Christmas movies, mostly movies that I've never seen before. So I decided to one rewatch "It's a Wonderful Life," oh. which uh, you're about to start the timer. I go ahead, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, "It's a Wonderful Life" is um, was much better <laughs> as an adult. I hadn't seen it since I was like probably eight years old, and I don't think I like really got it at that age. And um, but yeah, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" still holds up. In 2021, shocker, I know it like appears on the best of Christmas lists again and again. Um, but the um, two movies I'd never seen before uh, that I watched this year, I watched White Christmas with like Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney, um, which is uh, honestly not very Christmassy at all. Uh, and I'm learning this, um, rewatching some Christmas movies, that it, Christmas movies are basically just movie regular movies that uh happen to take place during christmas (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the plots are completely about something else so Mm -hmm. um dancing singing um uh is great and it's a wonderful or excuse me uh white christmas and it's um it's a blast and like really entertaining very 50s-esque uh and the other one which is a newer one which was 
weird, but I think I kind of liked it too. I finally saw the Polar Express. Yeah. From 2004. It is a strange movie. Like there are long, weird, awkward silences and weird animation that's like uncanny valley motion capture stuff. But um, I don't know. It has that sort of Christmas spirit, that kiddie Christmas spirit that we were talking about. So yeah, I think it's, I think I kind of like it, but I, I don't quite know where I fall. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know why my timer isn't working that well, but the timer went off, but you uh, did a good job. In- that was, yeah, <laughs> that timer. was about it. it was, it's been yeah. a very casual week for me of just like, eh, I'm just going to watch Christmas movies. Yeah, nice and relaxing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I've never like really been into Christmas movies. It's kind of funny because my favorite Christmas movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've never like been a big fan of Christmas movies. I like, I've never found them like, entertaining i've always kind of found them awkward to watch but um i mean i appreciate people who like like them that's fine um but yeah i just i've never gotten into them um i guess it's it's because i'm i am such a grinch <laughs> and uh nothing um, will ever nothing will ever match and like part of me is like watching this i'm like yeah they definitely filmed this over the summer <laughs> of course as an adult i'm like yeah there's like yeah i don't know <laughs> But you can tell it's yeah. there. There are so like the Polar Express and the Grinch, I think, like fall into this very niche box of like strictly Christmas, Santa magic, you know, yeah, supernatural type stuff. I mean, Santa's real, never mind, it's not supernatural at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the like, it's a wonderful life and white Christmas are kind of these other these other christmas i think movies that are aren't really about christmas i and just kind of take place during christmas and it's i guess it's tied to that never ending die hard conversation of what is die hard a christmas movie i'm like so over that conversation i know <laughs> like, it's I, like so i don't good. care <laughs> i know it's like how can i tell that you don't have a personality you talk about how die hard's a christmas movie so yeah like who cares <laughs> i know i know it's, this is not a fun debate to have and yeah so <laughs> so that's uh yeah they just kind of there are those sorts of movies too and they just kind of get passed down from generation to generation yeah 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 and i guess um i don't know maybe i like never like grew up watching like those older christmas movies like it's wonderful life or a miracle on 34th street but like yeah i just i guess i've maybe if i watched them when i was younger i would have been more appreciative of them but i don't know i think there's just something about christmas movies i don't like, I think I like The Grinch because it kind of makes fun of the whole Christmas movie franchise. Um, and I think Jim Carrey is, like, amazing as, <laughs> as The Grinch. So, um, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I don't know. You, you? When you were saying that, I don't... Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I mean, not to reopen this can of worms, but I always, you know, love, love, actually. <laughs> God. Yeah, I <laughs> so um but i don't know if i would classify that as my favorite you know so so it's it's i would have to think about it more well i like the holiday yeah. <laughs> yeah. although i don't know if yeah i mean I, yeah it's definitely it's not my favorite at all by far uh but as far as our debate our ongoing debate goes yeah <laughs> Team Speak, speaking of never-ending debates 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, well, speaking of never-ending debates and speaking of Christmas movies, yeah, um, I, think I have a Christmas show I'm watching. If you That's wanna. what I thought. So, yeah, we're having a very festive week here yes. on Step and Repeat. <laughs> all right. So. so, Matt, what are you watching? So, I just finished the six-part um, mini, I guess you can call it a mini series, six-part um, show on Disney Plus, Hawkeye new marvel show um which does take place around christmas time um it tells the story of hawkeye clint barton after the events of endgame um where he meets the new young avenger we'll call her young avenger hawkeye uh kate bishop who eventually does become hawkeye um the female hawkeye in new york and it takes and it's about um how like this criminal organization in new york um and kind of trying to like Kate Bishop and Clint try to figure out um, who's leading this organization. Uh, and um, there's a, there's an assassin called Echo. She's deaf and she's going to have her own Disney plus spinoff. Um, and she's kind of like heading this like small group of assassins. Um, and then later on um, the uh, black widow sister, Elena comes to assassinate Clint Barton um, and they have to stop her. And then meanwhile, we find out that all of these criminal uh, criminal underground gang is led in the last two episodes we find out is led by spoiler alert um, Kingpin from the Netflix shows uh, Daredevil um, and so the final episode takes place and it's about Kingpin and fighting Kate Bishop and Clint Barton fighting Elena and coming to that conclusion um, and yeah I think it's pretty great <laughs> I'm like not looking at your timer because if I look at your timer I get stressed out <laughs> it's too stressful I know I never yeah. know if I should hold it up to our screen no or not. you're fine I like I, it, it's it's nice to have that guide <laughs> but yeah um yeah I like it's there's a lot more of course involved but I think that's the basic gist um so yeah Haley Seinfeld plays Kate Bishop and um I should have mentioned this Haley Seinfeld is in it and um obviously uh like Jeremy Renner plays um Kingpin, so or Kingpin, um, the original Hawkeye, um, and it's got um, like the original, like some of the original cast members from Avengers as well, like his, like the members of his family, um, and yeah, so it's 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 really good. Um, it, it it's it seems like they're kind of like trying to veer away from that phase, the first four phases or three phases, I guess, of Marvel moving into the new kind of generation, quote unquote, if you will. It's really, it's really interesting. Uh, 2021 was the first year for um, Marvel TV shows. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy to think that WandaVision was like way back in <laughs> January, February, January, sometime around then. It's mm-hmm. like, it feels, it almost feels like forever ago. Yeah, it feels like we've um, seen a lot since then, but it's only yeah. four, four shows. So um, I definitely think this is one of my favorite of the Disney plus mcu movie or mcu shows i really liked them all uh wandavision was my favorite i loved WandaVision. yeah i was about to put you on the spot asking like yeah. what your favorite was yeah no I, I thought wandavision was incredible um but this i think would probably be my second favorite i i really i didn't think i'd like hawkeye as much as i would but um yeah i think like i think it's got one of the better stories um and i like the i like the i like them bringing in the cameos i think that was a lot of fun so um it was just a fun show and then um yeah, I think like like Loki was interesting, but I didn't love it. And I quasi liked the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier show. 
Uh, so much that you couldn't it. remember the title. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, is it Captain America and Winter Soldier now? Or, <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, that was fine. I, like, didn't, I didn't love that. But. It's interesting because this past year with all the new TV shows, they had been introducing elements from the Marvel movies into the TV shows. And I think starting next year, not I think, I know starting next year with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they are going to be sprinkling in elements from the TV shows into the movies now. Mm -hmm. So th- yeah, this was yeah. your gear to catch up, I think, on the, the TV shows. Yeah, it's all kind of coming together. Well, actually, this year, they, uh, spoiler alert, in <laughs> No Way Home, they had Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Um, so that was kind of integrating. But, you know, he came from the other, I guess, another universe. But although they said, um, Vincent D'Onofrio did say that this Kingpin was the same Kingpin that was in the original Netflix shows. So I thought that was that was kind of. Interesting. Yeah, so. it's all it's all messy now. It's like, very it's, messy. Yeah, it, and I mean, I, by messy, I just mean not put in clean boxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see where they go. I'm excited to see like the new Daredevil, or not the new Daredevil, but like how the MCU handles Daredevil. I love Daredevil; it's one of my favorite characters. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for them to introduce Kingpin, and because um, he's you know, of course a he's like a big big villain um so yeah it's should be interesting i'm I'm excited to see what's what's next so i have a feeling oh sorry go ahead what is next what's the next uh marvel tv show mcu tv show do you know uh she hulk i think okay it's she hulk or miss mar no miss marvel was pushed back so yes it's she hulk each each marvel show i think is kind of like an offshoot of one of the marvel characters so like like of course, like you know, Wanda WandaVision was like Wanda uh, Scarlet Witch and um Vision. Then we had like Captain America and then Loki, Loki Thor, um, and then Hawkeye, obviously. And then so like She Hawk would be like spin-off of Hulk, who is I think gonna be in the show. So um yeah, and then like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. So it's kind of very character based. Very character based, yes. And um I have a feeling, I have a theory about Doctor Strange and uh, how Scarlet Witch is kind of going to introduce some pretty big characters, but I don't know if I want to spoil anything. (laughs) Um, Basically, I think. Her children who are in the X-Men. Yeah, basically, I think we're going to see our first (laughs) X-Men. I just remember that from reading all about stuff during WandaVision when it happened because in WandaVision when they kept aging up so quickly I thought they were gonna literally age to be uh teenagers <laughs> and I think yeah. they stopped when they were like uh, like 10 or 12 am I right uh something like that yeah yeah they're um, still children but not yeah um adolescent um while her kids are I think mutants they are two of the leaders of the young avengers which is where we're the path we're going in on these marvel shows uh, so we'll be i'm curious to see how they how they do that maybe we'll get a young avengers tv show which is um of course her two kids um kate bishop and a few others so um the girl in the new the young iron man who's going to be introduced in iron heart next year or armor wars um so we'll see yeah 
should be should be interesting. We have kind of like two parallel tracks. Like the Disney Plus shows are kind of going the Young Avengers route, and like the movies are going the New Avengers route. So definitely going to get weird. <laughs> multiple paths, multiple, multiple universes. Yes, different parallel timelines. So, all right. Well, speaking of universes and strange things um (laughs) computer cgi uh technology um which is amazing actually in these in these marvel shows um we should move on to our topic of the week which is the matrix resurrections that was a terrible transition by the way no no that was i do not give myself credit for that at all yeah and not everything needs to be a transition right you know well i like to challenge myself yeah (laughs) sometimes it's just and we're moving on and we're moving on yes (laughs) so Matrix Resurrections, which is now in theaters and on HBO Max. So, yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to give a quick synopsis? Or oh my god, can you give a quick? <laughs> I synopsis? don't even know how to do it. Oh god, that, that's a challenge. <laughs> and, I know. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and give our spoiler warning now for yeah. uh, Matrix Resurrections, but uh, for the uninitiated so matrix resurrections is the fourth movie in the matrix uh matrix series uh the first one which came out in 1999 and then the two sequels reloaded and revolutions came out in 2003 um this uh movie is uh directed by uh lana wachowski uh and um sees the return of uh some of the same same cast, but not all of them. Um, the two most prominent, uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, reprising the roles as Neo and Trinity, kind of. <laughs> and uh, then uh, um, introduces uh, a whole bunch of uh, new actors to the franchise, like Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Jessica Henwick, uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Jonathan Groff, uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas and um, uh, some uh, uh, other returners like Jada Pickett Smith is back, but they. Um, <laughs> I am stalling because it is very hard to talk about the premise of this movie. Uh, but uh, the basic premise is that uh, to recall 2003's Matrix Revolutions. Neo kind of dies and Trinity kind of die at the end of revolutions. Uh, So what happens in resurrections is that the machines in um, revolutions um, kind of reprogram Neo and uh, Trinity and Morpheus and all of, you know, all your favorites uh, into the rebooted matrix. Remember at the end of revolutions, the whole system was kind of rebooted. And, um, so they come back, um, in, in essence, and in this version of the matrix, um, Neo in a very, very meta aspect had created uh, a video game called The Matrix. So, or I should say Thomas Anderson, not Neo. <laughs> and uh, so he had created this very successful video game trilogy um, of The Matrix. 
And um, so a lot of the movie is spent kind of commenting on that original trilogy and the impact that it had culturally. And uh, meanwhile, um, you know, there are, uh, you know, players um, like Bugs and Morpheus, Bugs played by Jessica Henwick, Morpheus now played by Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who, um, uh, you know, had heard the stories about the real Neo, the real Thomas Anderson, and, um, they, you know, attempting to, again, extract the original Neo and Trinity from the Matrix uh, into um, the real world, quote unquote, so to speak. So, uh, so um, they, you know, do that and uh, then kind of come into this um real world uh again where they're um fighting other programs but this time they're also paired with the machines a little bit they've kind of teamed up in this rebooted world and um uh, again not everything is as it seems they now live in this uh you know city uh called io um, which is the new city after zion um, and then um, a lot of the movie is spent trying to get Trinity out of um, the regular Matrix. So that uh, is where a lot of the plot is spent and fighting a new Agent Smith and fighting a bunch of uh, other programs. Uh, it's a lot about, you know, reality and <laughs> concepts of reality and, you know, love and connections and, uh, you know, fighting the system <laughs> literally so it is a very philosophical deep kind of complex movie that uh, you know you need to pay attention to the matrix has always been this this is very much a matrix movie uh, uh so it is um there is a lot going on um and which if you haven't seen any of the other matrix matrices <laughs> if uh i'm sure none of what i just said made sense <laughs> any sense whatsoever yeah. so but i hope my a little bit of rambling made sense to the people who um, have seen either the original trilogy <laughs> and especially hopefully resurrections but yeah. it just it's a hard it's a hard thing to describe in one you know swig of it yeah i think you did a very good job i'm very impressed yeah so. I think, um, yeah, they bring, they definitely bring back a lot of characters from the, from the original. Um, I know it's so complex trilogy. because it's character it's, they bring back the characters, but the actors are new because they're yeah. kind of reprogrammed. So, yeah. See, I thought I was so convinced for the last 18 years that the reboot of the matrix was going to be called the matrix rebooted. Um, but I guess that would be way too, uh, I guess, would that be meta? But um, way too obvious. <laughs> so, oh, well, this is, is very meta. I guess Resurrections yeah. and Rebooted are similar. They're yeah. synonyms, you could say. Yeah, I was like, there's no way they're not calling this The Matrix Rebooted. Just because it would also be like making fun of like movie reboots. But, um, you know, whatever. Um, but I was like, I don't know, like, I didn't realize until later on this movie takes place like 60 years later. I was like, cause I was like, why does Jada Pinkett Smith look so old? Um, but then like, cause I didn't really understand the concept of like time between the two worlds. Um, cause they don't really, I don't think it's, it might be a blink and you miss it kind of thing. 
but they do only say it once i think yeah 60 years thing that yeah only said once yeah um so i didn't like even notice i was like neo looks so young trinity looks so young but like even like priyanka chopra didn't age 60 years um so i was like confused by that I, i just i was confused by the timeline um but yeah it's thing it's i know this is why okay um I hope, please forgive us, dear listeners, on what will be our last regular episode of the of the year. Um, but uh, because um, there might be like some like rambling and sort of like questions of us asking each other things. Yeah. Uh, like, so, please explain this to me. So. Yeah. Um, so it's, you have to kind of like, you really have to like keep track of like who, who is human when and when they're in the matrix. And so, um, like Sati, like Priyanka um, Chopra Jonas is, uh, she is like, she's aged like 20 years the same way that Neo and Trinity are aged only 20 years. Um, but that's because like when you see them, it's like they're, they're rebooted selves sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in the quote unquote real world, like 60 years have passed and that's why uh that's why jada pickett smith is like 60 years older but it's like a very hard thing to follow it's yeah then i'm like then i'm like why is um why do neo and trinity like they only look 20 years older but i guess that's because they've been preserved by the machines i i don't i don't know (laughs) i just try to like go with the flow i know and so this is one of the things this actually is my um 10 words or fewer i alluded to this in the uh, recap but my 10 words or fewer review is very much a matrix movie that is to say it's quite good uh uh, so the reason that i think that is because um i think i think the trilogy um has a lot to offer. I think there are like different things to find in each movie. I rewatched uh, all three uh, earlier this year uh, in preparation for Resurrections, and uh, they're they're quite dense. And there's it's it's fun because it's rewarding. Like each time things start to make more and more sense, but mm. uh, you're always curious about what's going on. I don't yeah. think I ever. I don't think I ever once lose curiosity yeah yeah um so i guess in that sense my 10 words of fewer is sort of similar um mine is uh no matter how weird i'll always be a matrix defender yeah i the okay so the history of the matrix trilogy before resurrections is quite fascinating (laughs) so everyone agrees everyone loves the 99 matrix and the sequels are much more divisive. Yeah. And uh, I I really like Reloaded in particular. So, uh, and I know you really like both of them. Yeah. I don't, well, yeah, I like Reloaded. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Revolutions. I don't hate it. Um, I don't love it by any means, but I, I don't hate it as much as most people do. I, because the more I watch it, the more I find in it and the more I, 
like it. And I feel like that's how I'm going to feel about this movie as well. Like I've got to watch it a few more times in order to really appreciate it. Cause I pick up some, something every time I watch a matrix movie, I always pick on, pick up on something new. Um, so I feel like that's how it's going to be with this movie as well. So uh, in that sense, I do, I do like resurrections um, and I love reloaded. And of course I love the first one as well. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll always be a defender of the matrix movies. Yeah. So the, the thing that I really like about uh, Reloaded. Okay, so the car chase scene in Reloaded is awesome. Awesome. It is yeah. uh, one of the best, if not like the best car chase scenes in like, movie history. It is so good. Uh, and it still holds up. I just like think it's fantastic. And uh, the, uh, and it does reloaded to me makes like a lot of sense plot wise. Like I think they like move through, um, move through it pretty quickly, like getting, you know, the Frenchman and like Monica Bellucci's character. And mm-hmm. like, that's when we finally get to Zion and are introduced to Jada Pickett Smith. Um, and uh, like starting to plant the seeds of defending Zion. Like that's really interesting to me. There's also, it's um, the matrix reloaded. is like, very horny it's like one of the horniest movies <laughs> you could yeah. possibly there's literally like a kind of orgy scene <laughs> so yeah. and you never see that in like movies now even though it's i guess 18 18 years old yeah uh, hey you see it a lot of, a lot more on tv <laughs> yeah it's on hbo max now yeah uh, it's but not porn, it's HBO. <laughs> and um revolutions to me i think the the plot strays a little bit more like the plot doesn't really do anything in matrix revelations for me it's not as uh um in depth for me um but um it's a lot of fun i think (sighs) fun's not the right word it's very engaging it because i think like the attack on zion and revolutions is is a hell of a watch it is like really fascinating and i think that's like the most memorable thing to me. I think the attack on Zion's better than the attack, um, the fight between Neo and Agent Smith yeah. in, the, in the rain. So. Yeah. I mean, Re- Revolution is just like, it's like one big battle. I mean, it's like, or like two, well, two simultaneous battles. Um, and I just think it's, I just think it's a lot of fun to watch. Like, I think it's, I think the, yeah, the robots attacking Zion and then them going to the robots. It's just like, as far as like CGI and technology goes, it's way ahead of its time. Um, it's just, it's awesome to watch. Um, and I think it's just like, it's a lot of fun. And I think like, yes, it doesn't really have a story. That's what like, Reloaded kind of sets up. Um, but like, I think Revolutions executes the final fight really well. Um, I don't love the fight between Smith and Neo. I think that kind of goes on for a little too long, but like the final battle between the robots and, and people of Zion, I think is really great so they uh also start to introduce the idea of like rebooted people in uh, revolutions too because if you recall in between filming uh reloaded and revolutions the actress who had played the oracle in the original had passed away and so they had to recast her in between 
those two movies and they allude to that in revolutions they're like oh getting used to my new body sort of sort of thing and correct me if i'm wrong is sati kind of taking that place of the oracle in resurrections is that what you kind of picked up on sati interacts with the oracle in revolutions like uh, a bit and sati is like the daughter of um a programmer i'm sure yeah one of the creators yeah Yeah. i'm sure there are matrix stands out here who can like explain this much better than i can um but uh she's like one she's like the daughter of like an engineer who basically like works with the kind of the matrix as it's you know big with a high up person like an oligarch almost yeah yeah And, and i guess sorry go ahead Oh no! And so she's she's in that same circle essentially. And so she, I'm sure she, the Oracle is alive, so to speak, uh, at the end of Revolutions. Um, but um, you know, Sati is like is a creator, uh, and you know, um, there's like a big deal about you know the color of the sky and stuff and and Revolutions. So she yeah. she's always been in that creative sort of realm too so she yeah like in resurrections expands on that and picks up that um that same mantle i don't think she's like the oracle so to speak but in the sort of creation aspect yeah and like in um in like resurrections i guess the keymaker and the oracle kind of take sati under her wing at, at under their wing after her father is killed. I think that's, I think if I'm remembering that right. Um, so I think she's, she's definitely got that like all around like knowledge of the matrix. Yeah. And so she's kind of, to me, I guess she's kind of taken up that, that mantle. Um, but it was, <laughs> I remember um, we were watching it together and you're, I sit next to you and you, when you found out it was Sati, you like, you kind of like jumped out of your seat. I think you were really excited. I was very uh, excited. Yeah. To yeah. see kind of Sati again. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think it was. I, I I think one of the reasons why I was, was excited is because I I thought that was a possibility. I didn't know for sure. I was like, I bet you that's Sati. And so like once they kind of reveal it, I was like, yes, it was a vindication sort of moment. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is coming full circle. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, yeah. I guess those are kind of like some of the returning characters do we want to talk about some of the new characters um, oh my god i thought bugs worked really well like she's yeah. the, uh i would say she is the is she the only new new character um like as far as like major characters go i yeah. believe so bugs and then of course some of like the people on the ship um some of what i call the sensate cast right um, right <laughs> yeah uh, but, but literally yeah, yeah no really um actually speaking of netflix shows bugs jessica henwick um plays uh colleen wing in the netflix shows um actually who's been talked about reviving her character as well um damn i could use that as a transition oh well she um uh i read she turned down the chance to be in shang chi uh to do matrix resurrections really yes i I wonder which character i wonder if she would have come back as colleen wing or a different character I don't know. It's I. Yeah. I also literally just saw this in a headline, so <laughs> I could be. It could I be a misleading so. headline. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually really 
liked her on um she was the best part of iron fist <laughs> um that movie that show was terrible um but yeah so um i really like jessica henlick i think she's a really good actress um same and she is definitely she definitely brings the millennial <laughs> uh casting into into the, the reboot i believe um i feel like she's very <laughs> she's very uh she represents the millennials quite well. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I think she's the only new major cast, major character. And then, um, well, I guess Neil Patrick Harris as. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the analyst who is a watered down version of the architect. Um, yeah. it's. I, I couldn't get it. I didn't. Sorry. I'm just going to say this right now. I did not like Neil Patrick Harris in this movie. I liked everyone else. I did not like him. Uh, I thought like he was quite, I thought he was like, I understand they were trying to go for the comedic like relief here, but I thought he was, it was kind of a distraction like his acting was. And um, I just didn't think he fit like his character fit in like the overall story of the movie or not story, but like, I guess the tone, um, that's a better word, the tone of the movie. Um, It just, he like kind of took me out. And every time he was on screen, I was like, oh God. Like I like you know Patrick Harris. Like don't get me wrong, I think he's a good actor, but I just I just didn't think his his character fit. I'm kind of I don't know if I'm coming to the conclusion that I don't think Neil Patrick Harris is like a good actor, but I have yet to see him as an adult in anything other than How I Met Your Mother that I like buy him in and like yeah. really like I, him in. I I didn't mind him in Gone Girl. I thought he was like I thought he was fine in Gone Girl. Um, See, oh, I just a li- like I didn't love him, but I just thought he was fine. I just, but I actively did not like him in this movie. Um, I, I don't, I don't even like. I love Gun Girl. I actually think Gun Girl is. Uh, I was gonna say perfect movie, um, but I guess if I don't think Neil Patrick Harris is perfect, um, uh, I guess you could still have a perfect movie even without a mm-hmm. perfect actor. Um, but uh, he's not. I don't think he's even quite up to the level of subverting expectations in Gone Girl the way that, say, Tyler Perry is. Like, and Tyler Perry is, like, great in Gone Girl. And, like, it's in an unexpected sort of way. So, and I just, like, don't get those same, uh, that same level of commitment from Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. Yeah, like, the only reason he was in Gone Girl was because he was at the height of his fame and How I Met Your Mother. But then, like, he, like, kind of went away for a while and then came back in this all of a sudden i don't know it was just it was a weird i just thought it was a weird miscast role um weird writing too for him um and i just i didn't like it it definitely pulled me out um yeah so i'm glad we're kind of on the same page with that yeah yeah it's um his character is like a hundred percent one of the ones that I'm a little fuzzy on <laughs> of just kind of like generally how he operates. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I, I get his, his role too, but I, I, I do think this is like a little bit to the movie's credit of how dense it is um, where I, I truly believe everything has its purpose, you know, to a, to a place, but it is um you can't like take anything, you know, upon a first watch. So yeah, yeah. Um, his, so 
Um, I, uh, I generally do think the acting is like pretty good and it's not like, you know, Patrick Hearst, like for me, is like so bad that it's like unwatchable, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think like the actors that they have are, are um, so good. Like we talked about Jessica Henwick. Um, I, uh, I love Yaya Abdul Mateen <laughs> the second. I love him in everything I've seen. Um, so, and he kind of brings um, a kind of like style and like pizzazz to the this rebooted Morpheus, which is really interesting. Uh, that um, that I kind of find fascinating. It's kind of like, oh yeah, it's like fun to watch Morpheus, whereas like in the original trilogy, um, Morpheus is very serious <laughs> and like yeah. very so, mission oriented. So my question, okay, my question is, why? did he have to be Morpheus? Couldn't he have been a totally different character? Like, my question is like, couldn't Morpheus have just like stayed dead and like they didn't have to reboot him? Cause there was like no reason to have like a new Morpheus in the real world. Cause he wasn't even in the real world. He was like a bunch of, I don't know what you call them, beads, um, a hologram. Um, but then like in the matrix, he was a younger Mor- Morpheus but I'm like, why is he Morpheus? Why can't he just be a new character? Because Morpheus, they said he he died, so he's dead. Um, so I guess I like was confused about that. Maybe it's like something I have to go watch again and pick up on again, or you can explain it to me. I was just like confused as to why he had to be there. I mean, I think the the answer is simply they just wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so and um, but. Uh, uh, you know, and another sort of possibility is that, you know, if they have, um, you know, movies down the line, like that they, you know, want to do after Resurrections, that's something that um, they can explain or um, expand on uh, the way that they do in Zion in the original. Like you never yeah. see Zion in the first Matrix, even though it's referenced to you know many times. So that's something that is a potential seed planting uh, for uh, Lana Wachowski. Yeah, um, I, I I definitely think like, I loved seeing like Carrie and Moss and um, Keanu Reeves together again. Like I thought like the two of them have great chemistry together. And I think, I just, I love seeing them together again. Um, but I also feel like, um, like Lawrence Fishburne's presence was very absent and very missed. Um, I'm like, part of me thinks like was he actually supposed to be in this which is why they had the Morpheus character and like I read that he, he wasn't even no. asked oh really yeah I don't, yeah I don't I don't know anything about so, it but. and I think he was kind of sad about it he was like no it's like they just never yeah I'm sad about me. it too I yeah. like I I like I mean the three of them is is the matrix and I mean don't get me wrong I really appreciated like Carrie and Moss and Keanu Reeves coming back but I just, I felt like there was a hole there without Lawrence Fishburne. And I think, um, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen is, he's great. Like he's awesome, he, but he could have played another, any other character. He didn't have to be Morpheus. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really missed, I really missed um, Lawrence Fishburne in this, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't kind of quite know the history of mm-hmm. how or, I mean, 
who knows why, but, um, but um, I will say is I, I do, I trust the Wachowskis to have, um, yeah. that they know what they're doing and, you know, have a sort of sense of something down the line. Um, I kind of, uh, I, I, I kind of hope we have more after this too. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because um, when we saw this, I I mean this is like two and a half hours and it went by so fast. And oh yeah. When it was over, I remember turning to you and I was like, "Is that it?" Like because I felt like that was just like the beginning of like I, I thought we were getting like a whole other hour because I like I didn't realize two and a half hours passed by so quick. Um, they they definitely left it open for like part two like um because it ends it ends when i mean we already said spoiler alerts it ends when trinity is resurrected and then they go destroy the analyst who is Patrick Harris. and i'm like okay great where are we going to go from here like this is awesome we're just getting started we've got neo and trinity back together um the young morpheus back together so great let's go on an adventure and then it like ends and i was like what <laughs> so um yeah I, I i definitely think we have another trilogy in store um it reminded it definitely reminded me of the ending of the original matrix where neo kind of flies off and now in this new version trinity can fly and they fly off together <laughs> um so i guess like neo's kind of rediscovering his like his powers again and so is trinity but she has like and trinity has even like more powers in the matrix so um, I'm very intrigued to know where it goes from here. Like, I don't want it to, like, I didn't want it to end and I don't want it to end. I want it to keep going. So, and I trust the Wachowski, or Lana Wachowski. Um, I'm going to say the Wachowskis a lot just because <laughs> the first three are the Wachowski. Yeah, I don't, now, I, don't so. I don't, you don't know why Lana, yeah. um, did this one solo. I, I, it's, um, Lily's like still involved in the, um, you know the creation obviously she's one of the creators but not uh um not credited as the director maybe she just like didn't want to direct i don't know it's not the only movie this year uh that we're used to having a sibling pair direct them together um tragedy of macbeth is uh directed by joel cohen Cohen, yeah yeah so like ethan cohen's like peace out (laughs) Yeah, like, so, so I guess it was the same with Lily in this one. She's just like, nope, don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there were creative differences. I who knows. Um, yeah, I think it's like amicable. I just think it's just nope. Just don't feel like it. <laughs> I have I have other things to do. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's I I I trust her. I think she'll do a great job wherever this new trilogy is going. Um. And I welcome the Matrix into the 2020s. <laughs> yeah, there are like a couple of things that I um, want them to uh, go a little deeper onto that I really quite like is that in IO, in this new city, whatever, um, the machines and the humans are working together you know yeah. in in tandem on things and obviously the matrix trilogy has always been a um, uh it's always been a commentary on you know 
technology and you know reliance on the system like this kind this came out around the same time that the um the same year even that fight club came out which is another fight the system movie so it's um that concept very much resonated with people in the late 90s early 2000s and um so but this is why I think like a matrix reboot is a good time or matrix resurrection is a good time to come out is because for better or for worse, you know, technology is completely intertwined in our lives and our systems, you know, in a way that's sort of unavoidable and uh, it can do a lot of bad, uh, you know, as we've, you know, seen time and time again, uh, but it can also do a lot of good like and you know there's no denying say like medical advancements you know through you know the use of technology is obviously a thing for good and you know the betterment of the human race so i like this idea of matrix resurrections that they're like oh we can team up on you know <laughs> good stuff the machines and humans can work together on good things <laughs> yeah yeah although Although they, there are still some bad ruins. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So without yeah. like getting, you know, to the, you know, the rot, you know, like, you know, kind of it's the matrix is still about weeding out that rot of, you know, what technology and, you know, systems and all these things, you know, yeah. hold on us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if we are care- careful, the matrix could be a reality one day. Um, I know that's why it's like prime for this moment because it's like we're kind of already, <laughs> uh, yeah, already halfway yeah, there. We're getting there. Um, trying to think what else? What else? I had notes wise. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's pretty much. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I have a lot of questions, um, but yeah, and then like oh, and then. Um, how did you feel about, um, I guess, old lady Jada Pinkett Smith? As an actress, as a character? Yeah, as, as, a, as a character, yeah. Or as an actor, or both, yeah. Yeah, um, as well as a character. She's like the only one that ages. Um, yeah. I, th- I do think the makeup is pretty good. Uh, so, I I mean, all things considered. Um, yeah. Like, uh, aging her up. Um, so... Um, but she's the only one I think that they like age up that much. So mm. <laughs> it's um, so like perhaps they only did that to, you know, um, show off their makeup, <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Well, so I asked that because as far as like distractions go, I also felt like it was kind of a distraction just because I know like Jada Pinkett Smith is so young and like, I feel like this is kind of like an opportunity, like, or not an opportunity, but like, it was like, it would have been acceptable for them to maybe bring in a new actress to Lair, but because it's just like, I didn't believe the the old lady acting at all. Like, I, I didn't think that worked very I well. I guess it was I just I think the makeup to, worked well, but yeah. but yeah, I guess just to bring her back. Or to like, to anchor somebody to like really make the point that it was 60 years. See, that is like something that I haven't really wrapped my head around. Like why 60, it's <laughs> the why of 60 years. It's like, it couldn't have just been 20 years. 20, like yeah. why, why did we have to have this big time jump? 
So, and yeah, I, I mean, there's very, it's very possible there's an explanation for this. But, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll find out in a future movie. So. Right. Um, one thing um, that I um, want to point out that I also really like that, you know, the, the Matrix Resurrection is a commentary on. Um, so the whole purpose of, you know, the Matrix original trilogy, you know, surrounds this idea that like Neo is the one, you know, so to speak. We have like endless amount of uh, IP uh, that uh, ha- surrounds, you know, someone being the one and someone being, you know, like fulfill the prophecy and, you know, do all these things. I mean, it's never ending. And I think um, one cool thing, spoiler for um, Matrix Resurrection does is it kind of tosses that out the window in, in a sort of way in this rebooted, um, in this rebooted Matrix, it's kind of like, oh, guess what? Trinity is just as special as Neo. <laughs> so it's kind of this, like, there is no, this whole concept of the one, so to speak, is is a construct. Yeah. It's, you know, something we, you know, got to create ourselves. And yeah. together, Neo and Trinity are, you know, able to fulfill, like, what they have to do. It's not this blood, something that's in someone's blood or meant to be. And yeah. I like oh. that. A lot of the 2000s movies were like movies about like the one and like prophecy for like fulfilling prophecies. Like I think of like Harry Potter and like right, right, Lord yeah, of the Rings another one. Yeah. Um, but like even in like even in the original or like in Matrix Reloaded, like there's a scene with the Oracle and she like kind of inspects Neo and she's like, oh, I see, I see, and like she's like, um, oh, I see. It. Like she's like, you know what you're, you know what you're gonna ask me, and he goes, am I the one? She's like, nope, you're not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that just there you go this whole concept of the movie just thrown out the window by the oracle um but then like they come back in revolutions and they're like oh maybe he is the one after them. um but, but they yeah, are this- like they're ever doubtful like jada pickett smith's like character is always like that much like i don't believe in the one it's like i just believe yeah, I in believe you in yeah 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 um so that is interesting yeah they just like kind of throw that they kind of throw that out the window in like all the movies um i know i like that because I like, yeah just because there are too many your special movies mm-hmm. <laughs> that I just, just, you know, it's good to have one where it's like, yeah. you're not special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so one new, uh, one new person I want to talk about before we leave to, um, I really like Jonathan Groff in this movie. I thought he was really good. I thought he was a good addition as the new, um, the new Smith. I actually kind of didn't, didn't see that coming. I don't know if I was being oblivious or not. Um, but I thought like I like I liked how they kind of shifted from Hugo Weaving to like a younger new Aiden Smith um, who can like be anyone now. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. And I think Jonathan Groff did a like plays a really good villain. Um, so like a charming villain. Um, so I really enjoyed him in the movie. I think he's a really good, he's really good, he's a really good actor too. Um and of course, he's coming off, you know, the high of Hamilton, um, where he also plays the villain. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's a good new Agent Smith, um, good new adversary for for Neo to fight. Um, yeah, and I really enjoy, I really enjoyed enjoyed him. So, yeah, that's um, the only other thing I want to say. <laughs> no, like him, too, because he kind of he plays like Thomas Anderson's boss, so to speak. And he 
does this like really cool thing of essentially being somebody who think who claims to have their um you know your best interests at heart and you know in reality doesn't give a shit <laughs> and uh so he does that really well and um i guess acting wise or um emulation wise he gets the like the facial expressions of hugo weaving in the originals uh yeah. matrixes like he gets them down spot on so that they are just perfect mirror images of each other yeah yeah um yeah that's the only other thing i wanted to say so i don't know how much else i have on um unless you have i have a a couple very quick things um sure i would uh would be remiss at least not to say how um important the um, matrix trilogy quadrilogy now um is important to the trans community uh in um number one in part because um both lily and lana with kowski are trans um and like by far the matrix is the um most popular uh, you know piece of art created by somebody who's trans mm. um but um it's not just that um especially if you rewatch the original trilogy you kind of see a lot of the trans experience you know seeing something through a trans lens is very very interesting you know kind of this whole idea of waking up and um you know pretending to you know be something or you know fitting into a system where you feel like you don't belong red pill blue pill you know stuff um uh as a cis person it is uh obviously you know don't go through those experiences myself myself but highly recommend reading uh stuff uh from um written by trans journalists and trans authors like talking about the matrix and it is really good stuff the one i'll um in specifically recommend um emily vanderwerf who works for vox um has written a lot of good stuff about the matrix uh over the years so if you kind of even google the matrix vox and trans together um you'll see a few of her articles um and those yeah. are really good yeah yeah, I remember when I remember when I first found out that Matrix was kind of a, a is allegory the right word? Um, yeah, 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 yeah an allegory for the trans community. I like I looked at it from a completely new lens, and I was like, oh my god, this is like it. It, it just like it changes your entire view of the movie. So, um, yeah, like if you like if you have that mindset and go back and rewatch, it'll it'll be a completely different experience. I promise you. Right, right. It's and again, it's like to the. To the points that we were making earlier, there's there's always something new to pick up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, way ahead of its time. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other thing that I will um, be remiss not to say is that one of the screenwriters for this movie is uh, the author of probably my favorite book, um, is which is Cloud Atlas, and the Wachowskis made a movie adaptation of Cloud Atlas, 2012, and they have a um, obviously deep relationship with the author David Mitchell and you can see a lot of cloud atlas in this movie um, in Matrix Resurrections too because it's about like eternal reoccurrence and you know rebirths and um, the power of you know human connection and you know how um, that sort of bond um, goes generationally rather than you know, just existing in itself. So it's these 
repeating stories and the cyclical nature of things, which um, uh, you see a lot of in Resurrections. So yeah. um, love, love that, obviously. Yeah. Did you like the movie? I, can't I do. It's, it's different from the book, too. Uh, that book is like near impossible for an adaptation. And I think the, what the movie does well is it holds on to its themes and still makes a case for why it should, why a movie is like different from the book. So it's like just different enough from the book to make it like really interesting and, but doing its own thing as well. So um, it's, it's good. It's the, I, I, I love like that story. It's, those are like my favorite sorts of, I think storylines, I think, you know, like the power of like connection and like waking up and being different from things and through characters, through like love and bonds um, is is really interesting to me. And add in like a quasi sci-fi element to it. And like, that's just, you got me hooked. <laughs> if you yeah. have all, yeah. yeah. If you have the emotional impact and it's um, also kind of sci-fi, that's like my, that's my shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So, all right. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Good connection there. Now, now go read Cloud Atlas. That is it's a, a it's a difficult read, but very because it's 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 a, re- it's a long book too. It's a big book. Yeah, it's uh it's told in eleven different parts. It's like mm. eleven very distinct chapters. Um, oh God, it's the coolest structure of a book. Oh my God, um, it's so it's uh six different stories, and the way that they tell it is like so they tell it in this like really reverse order. So it goes like starts in um uh like the 1800s and then like goes into like early 1900s and like 70s and then present day and then near future and then far future and then they come back down again and then it's like Mm -hmm. near future present day 70s like 20s 1800s like and that's told over the course of 11 different chapters all written in different styles too so Mm -hmm. like it's written in 1800 style and the very far future one is written in this almost like invented language. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. It's just, it's so like the talent of that man of David Mitchell is just incredible. Love the book and the movie's good too. Right, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe Sorry, I could talk about, to my reading list. I could talk about cloud Atlas for, for ages. I should yeah. reread it now. I should have a cloud Atlas podcast then. Yeah, I would do it, rewatch it. I own the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't really have much more on Matrix. I really enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised with I was a little worried, but pleasantly surprised with the new movie. So I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Same. I know it's like gotten some divisive um sort of opinions. I think the people who don't like it just think there's yeah. like too much, but um yeah i guess that's for a good healthy movie atmosphere is to yeah. not agree on things i guess yeah. have a good healthy debate with those who have more material for those who don't like it so um all right well i guess if that's it from you and that's it for me that's it that's it that's a wrap from us so um all right well We'd love to hear more from you um, and let us know what you thought of today's show and what you thought of The Matrix Resurrections if you had the chance to watch now streaming on HBO Max. And actually, I recommend seeing it in theaters. Um, See it on the big screen you can. But 
uh, I digress. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at repeat step pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash step and repeat pod. Or you can always send us an email at step and repeat pod at gmail.com. And you can find more of our reviews on the Letterboxd app. Andrew is at A Shine and I am at mgrant1219. And please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews help us find new listeners. And if you give us a five star review, we will give you a 60 second review of any movie of your choosing. So until next time, thank you for listening. And I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs>